Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Well, uh, how you doing, Pete? How Good. You doing? Hey, how was your how was your week? How was your oh, week? Oh, it was great. I yeah. uh, took the whole family to see Shazam. Oh, this nice. Yeah, yeah that's I, a family movie. Shazam? Yes. Yeah. 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 A couple people. Yeah. All right, a couple people. Uh, yeah, a total family movie that traumatized my whole family. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it was great. Like how tra- bad? Like your kids couldn't sleep? Uh, uh, no, they could were they, sleep. Did they run away screaming? Uh, no, but we've had these very careful conversations every morning at breakfast where we're sitting there quietly and I'm sipping my coffee and they're like, so that scene in Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> and this is days later at this point. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen them. Usually they're like, ha ha, that was funny in that Trolls movie when that happened. <laughs> but if you guys haven't seen it, uh, it opens, the mild spoilers, I guess, but it opens with a scene of a car crash involving a kid. Very long, very traumatizing. Yep. His father is riding bloody yeah, on the and ground. His father was a complete dick to him the whole right. time. His father is uh, Lex Luthor's dad from Smallville. Yeah. John, Glover. John, John Glover, Glover. Very exciting. You get to watch him dying on the ground in the mm-hmm. snow. It's very cool for kids. Yeah. Uh, and then the second scene is a kid getting abandoned in a carnival mm-hmm. over an extended sequence. Uh, and then, uh, and then it kind of warms up from there. Yeah. But then later, you get these monsters who are biting people's heads off and stuff. Yeah, at a board meeting. Yeah, it's a lot. Very family friendly. Uh, that's the thing. Plus, I Santa swears. I here's the thing. <laughs> I don't want my kids to see board meetings. They're not <laughs> old enough, you know. Yeah, yeah. Later, exactly. see them later. Later, yeah. Uh, one piece of business we can mention up top. Uh, this is a fun little announcement. Uh, we're going to be hosting with Justin when he gets back from Portugal a uh, screening of the boys. Mm-hmm. The new TV show on Prime Video. I believe they're going to be showing off the first two episodes. Don't hold me to that. But it's absolutely free, happening on May 2nd. So if you're in New York and want to come see it, we have links on our Twitter and on our Facebook. You can check out for more info. And our Patreon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, on our Slack. And our Slack, yeah. Right. Not our Patreon.com. Yeah, not that. No. Yeah, you can I... also check out information at tunein.com. 
and Google.com. Oh, right. no, I see what you're doing now. Yeah, we're yeah. just mentioning websites. You're just uh, being an asshole. Yes. Hey, we should bring out our guest since you're being we an asshole. We should. I'm very excited about our guest. He is the editor of the book, I Am Hexed. Ladies and gentlemen, James Ebbett. Woohoo! James, welcome. Right. Welcome. Grab Come a seat, grab Hello. a microphone. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for coming back to the show. Thank you for having me. I thought, you know, the first would be enough. Yeah. One time. One time and done, but yeah. uh, we forced you into it. <laughs> no, the other way around. Oh, yeah, okay. All that, right. There we go. You know. uh, well, <laughs> I'm hexed. You, you got some exciting news. You did the first issue successfully on Kickstarter. On Kickstarter. Second issue is now on Kickstarter. Yeah. But before we get to that, for those who don't know what I Am Hexed is, I know everybody listened to the classic episode. Yeah, they should know. Yes, no. exactly. Yeah. Everybody's no. blown up. <laughs> but let's just imagine, for the sake of argument, that uh, people haven't. Uh, what is the concept of I Am Hex? So the concept of I Am Hex is um, witches in modern-day political setting um, okay. fighting for their civil rights, basically. And our, we follow our main character, Charlie, as she gets um, embroiled in some uh, rather interesting um, happenstance. And she has to figure out why she's now the most wanted witch in D.C. So she's on the run, and oh, she you just meets dropped up with, the word witch in there. Yeah, so she's, she meets up with her girlfriend, her ex-girlfriend, and um, she's helping her and her friend Florence. So um, it's really exciting. It's a really awesome, action-packed, witchy adventure series, which nice. is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Witch, witch, witch. So <laughs> since you successfully went through the first issue, and I have to imagine most of that was due to your appearance on Comic Book Club, which is fine. Right. Uh, the, what did you learn from releasing that first issue going into the second issue? What lessons did you apply? What did you do wrong? What do you think you did right? What right. Did you um, I mean, get lots of blackmail on people. Sure. I figured that was sure, sure, sure. the first step. No, I, um, I mean, we figured out how to really, I think we were fortunate because I think we're hitting on um, an area that is so um, present in our society, in our world today, where we're kind of all dealing with politics and the civil rights issues, and they're all coming kind of back up, and there's just such a great parallel between the witches in, our, in the story and the civil rights and equal rights that they're looking for. So I think we managed to tap into something that um, just gathered a really strong audience behind it, that related to what was going on in the book. And they came back. So we're actually doing very well. Um, on the second issue, we have 7,000 so far. We're looking wow. for 10. Oh, nice. So we're almost, almost there. there. <laughs> and you have, have 21 days left. We right? have 21 days left. Oh, so that's awesome. we're, the momentum is really great. Um, so if you want to check it out, it's at imhexed.com. And it'll redirect you right to uh, the Kickstarter. Awesome. Well, so let me ask you this, and I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but oftentimes I think with these sort of Kickstarter projects, you have the first issue gets the Kickstarter, and then after that, you're just publishing it. You're not going back to the crowdfunding pile for them. Why go back for the second issue? Um, we didn't have a publisher. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, um, I mean, the honest answer is that um, we found such a good, strong audience there. And mm -hmm. we wanted to keep offering additional assets and content and cool. stuff that people really gravitated towards. We managed to work with people, artists who are well-known and not well-known in uh, sort of a rainbow, which is great. We have yeah. like the nice representation of different artists in the LGBT community, uh, primarily women, 
um, which is really important to me, bringing people on. Um, Kirsten Thompson is our writer. Um, she would be here, but she's in Seattle. So um, <laughs> it's a long trip. That's a long trip. Um, Make the time, Kirsten. Yeah. Oh, so, come on, man. No, come on. Dude, come on. Really <laughs> saying, Kirsten. Come it's, on, not, it's not she's Portugal, busy. but it's, it's yeah, far. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, but uh, she's really psyched and very excited, and we all are um, with the talent that we have for the second issue, which um, I can rattle off names for you guys. Go for it. Um, so Shut them out. Um, Kirsten Thompson is the writer of uh, I Am Hexed, uh, who's fantastic. She's really, really great. Um, uh, Christiane Goudreau has come back to do interiors. We have uh, Taylor uh, Esposito um, lettering. Um, we have Paulina Ganusho doing um, our cover for issue two, and she's great. You might be familiar with her work. She's done Marvel. She's done a lot of different books. Um, we have Becca Farrow doing a variant cover. Um, Little Corvus, who did the cover the first time, has come back, and uh, they've done a print for us, which is beautiful and like nice. very fashion-y. Um, and we have uh, Mildred Lewis, uh, who's uh, known for a webcomic called Agents, uh, Agents of the Realm. And then we have an artist named Elaine Grace, who's done a lot of work for Lion, uh, Lion Forage and things. So she's really, really cool. fabulous. I mean, they're all just great talent to work with and really, really supportive of the message of the book and the story that we're telling. It, one of the big aspects of Kickstarter is rewards. Were there any rewards from the first time where you're like, well, that didn't work, don't do that for the second time, or vice versa? I mean, we, we were fortunate enough that I think we, we figured out like how much we needed for each thing. We were pretty, pretty good with the pricing. So, I mean, some stuff just, we, we had to order more, so we have surplus of things. Oh, so okay. that's <laughs> it's not so a bad problem to have. Yeah, that's have, like, all right. Swag and like um, I'm doing FlameCon in August, um, oh, nice. so I'll be there. Yeah, yeah um, got a table. I'm all excited. I'm very. Um, I'll be representing. He- I'm Hex, so I'll be there. Um, oh, nice. Maybe alone, but <laughs> but I'll have issue one and a lot of additional swag that's left over from the first issue campaign because we were we had a um, sort of prepping for issue two launch and for any shows or anything else that might come up. So we were very, we, we did well. We were, we were planners. We planned it well. <laughs> this is definitely putting the cart before the horse, but since it seems like, knock on wood, you're going to be successful with issue two, do you have plans beyond that at this point? Oh, yeah. Um, so the full story is four issues. So okay. the plan is to do everyone on Kickstarter, um, hopefully gathering that audience and having them come back and... I feel like if they've come back for issue two, they'll want to see how the story wraps up, hopefully. Yeah. They um, won't be like, well, 50% done. I'm good. <laughs> That's always the fear, though. Like, launching this one, I was like, what if nobody wants to, you know, like, what if nobody oh. comes back? Um, and then we were really fortunate. I mean, I, we sent out, like, this early, you know, thing to subscribers and stuff, like, before the official launch date, and we had, we made, like, close to $4,000 in like a day. And I was wow. like, okay, I guess yeah. people still like this. Um, <laughs> Isn't that, that's such a crazy thing about comics though, right? You wouldn't expect people to be like, well, I'm going in for the first half hour of this two hour movie and then I'm out of here. Yeah. You know, but people mm-hmm. do that. Like they check out the first issue and they're like, well, I'm done. That's well, I'm it's good so the, the mentality nowadays. I think that people are like, well, let me check it out and I'll come back around when it's a trade. Right. So yeah. that's where people are kind of coming back. Gotcha. I mean, for us, we don't have that guarantee of there being a trade. So this might be it. So get mm-hmm. it now. No, I'm, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, but no, I think that's true of a lot of 
mainstream books because you see that drop off, but like people still are purchasing trades. So it's sort of an interesting dichotomy. You have to figure out what's going right. on. Well, I mean, is your experience, and I know this is relatively limited experience, but it almost feels like it could be the opposite with something like this where you are building more of a brand loyalty because people are making the choice to go to a Kickstarter and pledge a Kickstarter and saying, I have enough faith in this project that I'm going to get it a month from now or two months from now or whenever it's going to be released. Yeah. It's almost the way that uh, comic book shops order books in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, like, yeah, you have to put in, I, I mean, we, I always try to give, like, the furthest out date because I try to be very realistic. I'm like, September, it's fine. Um, it's September going to come 2029. To <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I try to be as realistic as possible and give the artist as much time um, to do her best work because Christiane's, fantastic but you know we're not letting her we're not making her do work without getting paid nice. so that's yeah. you know that's just it's the important. deal and i think that um a lot of times you come across kickstarters and i'm like how are you doing such a low amount because how are you paying these people any money um so that's i mean for me as i started off my career um <laughs> career um, as a freelance That's illustrator. Good. You can have so you can career. 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 Yeah. Own it. Um, <laughs> it's career-ish. It's career-esque. Um, but that's, I mean, I started off as a freelancer and doing illustration and stuff. And knowing your value and making that known is so important. And I think you have to have that in place because you don't want to lower the rates of everyone else. And that's what I was always told. Like, you had to be very cognizant of what you're doing in business and work and that's just the boring side of production stuff but yeah do you have uh are there any other projects you're working on at the moment um not at the moment that i can really talk about unfortunately like i'm still at 451 like i'm the editor there so but we're working on a lot of like things behind the scenes and nothing that we can like officially talk about yet Uh, (laughs) you know i'm like in that like oh it's really cool we have we're working on this thing um there's a lot of like cool sci-fi um, horror stuff that we're um, working on, so it's gonna. Now, I hope kind of come now, soon. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut oh, you no, off. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, Please. But uh, I know we were talking about the uh, second issue, but in case somebody's you know kind of tuning in and don't know the whole kind of thing, like uh, I, I love your message, and what's great is uh, people in the audience are gonna get some uh, swag and a, a copy of the comic book. Uh, Equality is magic is a fantastic branding and. Do, when you guys were kind of talking about this, was this something that like, oh, uh, you know, like equality and magic, that's kind of a nice and has kind of maybe a witch theme? Or were you guys like growing up, did you like witches or like how did it kind of all kind of come together, if you don't mind? I mean, this is all, I mean, a lot of this is from Kirsten Thompson, who's the writer. But yeah. um, my uh, co-conspirator, uh, Jess Gentile, and I just fell in love with the story and fell in love with the messaging of it. And we're trying to come up with cool branding and slogans and uh, things that we thought people would like have on protest signs and stuff Mm -hmm. like that for when people are going, we're in the middle of what we're in the middle of and um, (laughs) trying to be really uh, PC about it. But um, basically, um, so we're trying to think of all these protest signs and Mm -hmm. uh, great messages and things like that. And equality is magic just made so much sense that we were relating it to LGBT issues. Magic was, of course, part of the world, and mm-hmm. we were launching in June. 
Um, so it just all was sort of kismet. I mean, we're, we're, we're live now for issue two, guys, live now. But the <laughs> first issue was uh, in June. So we were like, okay, great. All of this is really working out well. We did a lot of um, rainbow themes and a lot of LGBT positive messaging because that's, cool. you know, the world that we wanted to exist in. And uh, just to loop back to it, uh, I know this isn't necessarily your thing that you're arranging, but for those who don't know what FlameCon is, do you want to talk about that a little bit? No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's weird and aggressive, but they're doing just fine on their own. No, Um, FlameCon FlameCon is a really cool um, LGBT friendly um, comic book convention that started four years ago, five years ago in Brooklyn. Ugh, and it used to be really convenient for me. I was I'm in Brooklyn, and I used to be able to walk there in 15 minutes. And now they moved to Times Square. So okay. oh, rude! I know, really. They didn't think about me when they did that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm insulted. But um, no, it's a, I mean, it's such an inclusive, friendly, awesome comic book convention, which highlights a lot of queer talent, and um, it's such a nice opportunity to really get to meet these people who you don't necessarily get to see at every convention because they're not as perhaps as commercially successful, but their work is so beautiful and now getting found and becoming the next thing. Cool. So you can check out I am hexed online. What was the website again? I am hexed.com. That's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, And then (laughs) you're going to be at flame con. When is that happening? Uh, August. August. Okay. I I definitely remember (laughs) the information you just told me. I'm I'm having a good retention rate today. No, I'm I'm horrible at dates. So it's August. Yeah, August. August 2029. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. No, much earlier than that. All right. Uh, definitely check all of that out. And we're going to skip past our regular Skipping section. Skipping past stuff. I'm too excited, Pete. We're going to go to our next section, which is my favorite section, because you guys mentioned make it up. <laughs> it's your audience question. Yeah. Woo! Pete and I didn't have any print comic books today. Okay, Uh, going over to you guys. Uh, If you got a question, raise your hand. You, sir. Wow, fast hand up. Uh, There's a little bit of a short mic. Hold on one second. Here we go. Going to flip this over here. What's your name? What's your question? I'm John. Um, I believe it was, is it Jim's Up? Jim's Up, yeah. Yeah, and I asked him, he did a comic that kind of paralleled the school shootings. Yep. And... uh, Obviously, you've got a LGBTQ plus equality. Um, do you think there's any issue that's too complex for a comic book? Oh, and conversely, um, much like X Men, race, uh, I am hexed, uh, LGBTQ issues. Do you think there's any issues that are easier to tell in comic books? Oh, interesting. Too complex. Yeah. I, always, I like to think that there's not. I mean, for me, because I think. As long, uh, I mean, art is so interesting too because I think that for so long, X Men in particular—that's a good example. They they did such a parallel to things, civil rights, um, uh, LGBT rights, et cetera, et cetera. But now it's sort of become less of a parallel and kind of a direct commentary because there are people in that community that are in those books. So I don't. I mean, I like to think that there's not a a, a piece that we can at least start a conversation with through yeah. comics and have that be something that's beautifully illustrated um, yeah. through the through sequential storytelling. I think it's a, it's it's 
a really impressive medium. Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about comics is uh, the storytelling possibilities, all the different kind of ways that you can kind of uh, uh, tell something that maybe is hard or painful or whatever uh, for certain people, you know I mean? You, you think of books like uh, Too Cool to Be Forgotten, where it's somebody dealing with the death of their father. Uh, you know, there's all these like creative ways that you can kind of deal with, you know, things, whether it's maybe from a kid's perspective or, or whatever, where like the mind or, or, or however people like to kind of kind of deal with it, especially in the beginning, can, get, can be very creative and very, uh, you know, the paneling and the art can change. Uh, so it's just. It's nice to know that there is this kind of medium that, like, hey, let's take a difficult issue and let's find a way to kind of uh, tackle it that maybe other people can relate to or uh, as something that, like, maybe we've put it in comic books. It's not as, like, real or powerful somebody that they might tr kind of trigger them, but it's kind of done in a way that can start a conversation or can let somebody know they're not alone or let somebody relate to something that uh, maybe they've gone through or a friend or whatever. So, I mean, for me, when I was a kid, comic books were this thing that felt like was just for me, like this thing that is very personal and like you pick comic books that you want to read that you feel connected to. So it is pretty magical and it's nice to know that like, we're still trying to do that and still finding new ways to do that. So uh, it's great, and, and thank you for uh, putting you. stuff like that out there. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think it depends on how it's handled, right, with anything, with any sort of issue. Uh, comics can be very blunt. I brought this up a lot on the show, but there's the North Star coming out issue of Alpha Flight that was like very awkwardly done back in the day. Um, that was not particularly great. But then you have people who learned the lesson from that and treated it in a much better sense. Right. One thing that I would never in a million years think would work is tackling 9-11 in a comic book, for example. But there's a book that I know I've also brought up on the show a bunch uh, by Rick Veitch called Can't Get No, that it... it takes place with a guy who is supposed to go to work at the World Trade Center on 9-11, gets there a little late, watches it happen, and goes on this journey of the soul. But the way that the story is told, the words are all poetry. All of the dialogue that's coming out isn't people saying things, it's poetry. So you're reading the plot of the story through the images, but getting the images through the words, if that makes sense. So that's something that really works for that. Uh, something that I think comics has almost uniformly done badly, though, which isn't exactly an issue, is comics. Like, talking about uh, issues with the comic book industry, because it always ends up being very navel-gazing and self-reflexive and very blunt. But it wasn't exactly this, but there was a recent arc on Criminal, the past two issues, that was set at a comic convention and it followed an old-timer going back to a comic convention. And there were little things seeded throughout there about how the industry does not support people into old age, what you have to do. It's you know filtered through a noir story, so it's still fun and it's still gritty. But that stuff is omnipresent there. And again, I think... It's a big issue for the comic book industry, but it works there because they figured out how to make it a good, interesting story at the same time. So I don't know. That, that's my take on it. Cool. Uh, cool. Great question. Yeah, You're going to get some free pleasure. comics, including I Am Hex. You already did. Okay. Uh, you, sir, right there. I saw your hand. Yes, you. Shoot up second. What's your name? What's your question? 
I'm Jesus. Uh, I know you're focusing 100% on I Am Hex and getting that done, but after that's done, do you have any ideas for any other books you would like to kickstart in the future? Um, actually, I, I, it's like all stuff I can't talk about. <laughs> I mean, I'm, oh, I love Kickstarter as a, um, a way to get um, an audience started or even an audience interested in a book, and I think it's such a great um, resource and site, and the people there are awesome. Um, so, I, yes, I mean, there's, pro- there's a project in particular that I have in mind, and I'm trying to draw the, right, the, draw the writer in to work with me on it. Um, <laughs> so hopefully she'll be game for that. It's another woman, so I can drop that much. Um, and we've talked about Ooh. it, so we'll see. Now, yeah. you, I, I like the way you worded that. You were kind of like, dr- I'm trying to draw this writer <laughs> in. Uh, Magically. Now, as, as somebody who like, approaches people for kind of projects... Is there an, it seems like maybe there's an art form to it, right? Like, you can't just be like, hey, what's up? I'm doing this thing. We need you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, do you approach different people differently? Like, how do you kind of, like, go about, like, this would be my dream person. Like, you know, how do you kind of do that? I mean, a lot of the time, because I've been at 451, we get pitches from people. And sometimes it's people that I've dreamt of working with or have met before and it's been like crazy um so that's mind blowing mind boggling to me um and some of them we've worked with and then some of them have been like well we're not doing that right now but you know and then we stay in touch with them and then there's one that we've met with and that i'm trying to figure out how to work with her that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so it's a little bit of like, yeah, if you're, if you're really interested in a project with someone, hopefully they'll um, want to work with you too. That's the goal, basically. Okay. Um, yeah, and the nice way of reaching out to people blindly is hard. I haven't actually had to do that that much. I've met a lot of people through comic book conventions. I think that's oh, nice. a really nice, positive way of meeting people. And unless they're exhausted, which is <laughs> also par for the course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most... <laughs> I'd be yeah. sh- I'm sure to get them on the fourth day. Yeah. Just to really. <laughs> <laughs> so you can really like, you can convince them of something because they're like, sure, yeah, they're fine. in a weekend whatever, state. Whatever you want to do. I don't really care. <laughs> they have no idea what's coming. They're, <laughs> yeah. They're really tired. They're wiped out. <laughs> That's the best way to approach a hungover. creative project. Yeah. Is hungover and tired. Uh, you, sir, saw your hand. What's your name? What's your question? My name is Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Okay. First, and don't say it out loud, just picture in your mind your favorite non-comic book movie. Non-comic movie. Now, take the cast of that movie. What comic book adaptation would they fit best in? And you can move them through time if necessary. Wow. Well, that, really that, that, yeah. that was a journey he took us on. That was a real journey. How bad they took us on. I don't know. Feel high right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with what was your cast? What was my cast? Yeah. I mean, I feel slightly tricked to be honest with you. Okay, because cool. I'm like, well, now I'm trapped into thinking about this. Uh, I was thinking Princess Bride. I don't know. If oh, that's no. get out of here! No, well, also Princess Bride. Stop it! Yes. You guys, right. oh this is gonna make God. it easier because we can team up on this. I one. Know. <laughs> okay, so Princess Bride, what superhero movie or just comic book? Oh. Comic book movie. Uh, so what were, did you have an idea for? I thought maybe Carrie Elves as Green Arrow, and then okay, um, because he was in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, nice. I, 
I don't know. Just yeah, and then Robin Wright Penn. Oh, my as... <laughs> and I thought she could be a, a, a pretty, I mean, after seeing her in uh, Wonder Woman, I think she could be a pretty badass black canary. So yeah, all right, that put works. that in there. Great. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then all of the other Green Arrow know. characters. Yeah, I know yeah that's, exactly. That's where I fell short. I yeah. haven't cast everyone else yet. Yeah, man, it would be so great, though. I would love to see, like, a live adaptation of the Green Arrow comic books. That would be awesome if they did that someday, right, Pete? Fuck you. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? I'm, I'm, Arrow is an amazing. I don't TV know what you're show. talking about. We're going to yeah. run out of time. Yeah. Uh, Pete, what? What was your movie? Well, uh, Tommy Boy, obviously. So the cast of Tommy Boy. Um, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, and then uh, I was trying to think of like maybe a fun Incredibles movie with those guys, uh, where they were doing the voices. You so know. what is it? It's Chris Farley and David Spade. Yep. Yep. Okay. Anybody else in that movie? Uh, yeah, there was other people in that movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah? Are there... Well, what are some of the other actors? Uh, well, there's, you know, uh, Tommy's father, uh, you know, and then uh, the evil mother and um, and what's-his-face who was in, like, uh, Parks and Rec for a while. Yeah, Rob Lowe, thank Rob you. Rob Lowe, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Rob Lowe isn't... T- oh, he was. Is yeah. he a, oh, is he a bad guy? He's, He's a evil. bad brother, yeah. Bad brother. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how about this? This is not knowing Tommy Boy as well as you, who was able to rattle off the entire cast at the drop of a hat. Uh, what about Fantastic Four? Chris Farley is the thing. David oh, Spade is wow. Mr. Fantastic. Rob Lowe wow. is Dr. Doom. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Who would, who would be David? Who wait? David Spade would play who? Mister Fantastic. Ugh. Yeah. yeah oh, Johnny Storm. He could be Johnny Storm. Rob Lowe could be Mister Fantastic. Oh, that's better. If that's we switch better. his alignment, yeah, that's better. Who's the? Oh, I almost feel like Doctor Doom. David Spade <laughs> should be Doctor Doom. David Spade is Doctor Doom. Yeah. I never want to see that in my lifetime. <laughs> How do you make a Fantastic Four movie worse? David Spade is Doctor Doom. <laughs> Julia McMahon. Uh, it would be kind of awesome. Playing it out then. Yeah. Was were there any women in Tommy Boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were. Like who? Uh, his love interest, his girlfriend was who's played by. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah you watch this movie on a loop. Yep. You don't know what anybody's names are. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, sometimes you learn people's names, other times you don't. <laughs> you know. I don't know what to tell you. That's true. Uh, <laughs> that's great point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great point. Uh, that's a really cool thought experiment. I like, I like that. that. Uh, I think we have another question back there. You, sir, if you could come on down. What is your name? What's your question? My name is Andrew. And uh, my question is, with Endgame coming out this week, Oh yeah. Uh, what is your stance on the Ant-Man Thanos plot point? And would you <laughs> ship it if you could? Sure. For those who don't know, uh, the theory is that uh, Ant-Man could uh, stop Thanos by crawling up his butt and then expanding until Thanos exploded. Uh, Sounds like my Friday night, honey. <laughs> 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 Nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's it for you on the show. You're yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. That was really awesome. That was yeah. really funny. Yes. So what, I'm so uh, sorry. No, no, that was amazing. Don't you dare. Never apologize for anything ever. Uh, yeah. what, I was kind of proud of it. Wh- what do you guys think? Is that, <laughs> is that how, it's hard to do. Is that how Endgame is going to end? No. No? No. No. Oh. Yeah, I, okay. I. It's funny that somebody thought about this and it's lived on this long. Can I, but can I throw you my Endgame theory? It's not the Thanos 
theory. Uh, well, you know stuff about you. No, no, actually, this, you know, so don't my, fucking ruin spoilers. I will punch no, you in the my face. Theory. My theory is there was an article that was posted, I think it was on Mashable today, which people have talked about for a while, but that Captain America is actually a virgin because uh, there's been no movies where he's actually completed a relationship. He always kisses people and then like has to go save the world. So maybe he's a virgin. So my thought is the plot, they've been keeping the secret, the plot is they want to lose Captain America's virginity by graduation. That's it. And that's the end game. They're like, oh, our end game boy. is you're going to lose your virginity. He spent they, a lot of time with Winter Soldier. Exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, it's true. I think at the end <laughs> of the movie, the last shot of the movie is he's going to turn to the camera and go, oh, fondue. And then there's going to be a circle that closes around him. <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kid style. Oh, wow. And what then do you the think? circle becomes his shield. Yeah. And then the <laughs> <laughs> that's my theory. That's not about the Thetis theory uh, because I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Uh, do you think that's possible, though, Pete? Could Ant-Man crawl up Thanos' butt and make him explode? Yeah. Uh, yes, he could. Uh, that would, it would be awful to see that. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if people want to see that. On, on I mean, screen. enough people are talking about it that clearly somebody wants to see it. Yeah, don't yuck someone's yum. That's all. <laughs> okay. fine. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That is very true. I just, someone exploding through somebody. I don't know, man. That's kind of gross. Yeah, I I will say in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, they spend a lot of time talking about how jumping inside of something and trying to destroy it from the inside is ridiculous because it's as strong on the inside as it is on the outside. So I could see Ant-Man trying that, expanding, suffocating, and then Drax being like, you know, you can't just do that. And that's like a funny callback. It's a callback, yeah. It's a funny like callback. Thanos would be walking around with like an Ant-Man suit inside <laughs> yeah. himself. Yeah. Oh, all the just sort of Ant-Man's legs <laughs> waggling out of his little tushy. Weird <laughs> image. <laughs> little tushy. <laughs> little tushy. I don't think Thanos has a little tushy. He's a tiny little tushy. <laughs> he's a, he's a pretty big person. Uh, cool. Great question. I like whoever came <laughs> up with that theory, though. That is creative. I like it a lot. It's a good theory. I like it. I'm not, uh, yeah, not I don't, a good theory. I'm what? It's it. not a good theory. No, it's a good theory. It's not a good theory it's of creative theory. It's creative theory. Yeah, theory. it's not yes. a. I mean, it's not going to happen, you guys. Yeah. No. <laughs> Spo- spoilers. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think is going to happen? Do you guys uh, have Captain any... Marvel is going to beat the poop out of him? Yeah. Beat the... Like not with any help from Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they're all going to stand around and be like, I'll crawl up his butt? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do it. Me, I, me I'm going to do it. The draw straws. Yeah, it's draw straws. And that man's like, guys, I'm right here. <laughs> um, how, how do you think they're going to beat Thanos, Pete? Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I think that, uh, you know, Doctor Strange has played all the angles and he's got a plan and they're going to execute it. That's what I think. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yes. Correct. Yep. That's what's going But on. how are they going to beat him? Uh, it's you know it's going to take everybody, you know, working together, uh, and uh, you know they're going to do it. Yep. Yeah. They're going to save the day. <laughs> oh, oh shit! Do you think so? Yep. Oh man, that's Clint crazy. Clint was going to put Ant Man on his bow and arrow and just shoot him into Thanos's butt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Teamwork. <laughs> and then they say teamwork, and then Captain America says, oh, fun, do. 
And then and the boom. Oh my God. What <laughs> is this fondue joke you keep doing? It's from the first Captain America. He doesn't know what fondue means. Oh, fondue means right. Oh. He doesn't. I hope he finds out. Is that the Terramazoo? Uh, like, uh, never mind. I'm Wait, okay. no, what are you talking about now? No, no. <laughs> no, no, Explain what you're talking about. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. He's like, "What's tiramisu?" And he's like, "Oh, you're gonna love it. Don't worry." You know, and it's, they, he thinks they're talking about sex, but it's a dessert. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I haven't seen a Sleepless in Seattle in yeah, it's been a while, a real long time. Oh man, yeah. you guys should see it. It's really, good. <laughs> <laughs> really, who's in Sleepless in Seattle? Pete? Uh, uh, well, there's that guy who's in a ton of stuff. Uh, oh no. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Tom, ha- Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yeah, Tom that's Hanks. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Robin. that girl, who she's uh, that woman. She's been Meg in the Ryan. Yeah, Meg Ryan. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, nope. What superhero movie would they be in? Let's think. Oh, oh yeah, well. it was in Seattle. No, now I want to know who. What superhero would Tom Hanks be? <sighs> Old Captain America. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry. Tom he was in a movie called Big, so maybe he's Ant Man. Maybe he's uh-huh. Giant Man. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's Giant Man. Giant nice. Man. Yeah. Cypher. Oh, shit. Son like of that. a bitch. Yeah. How you, dare you? You want to take the secret cypher challenge? Is that what's what? going on? Yeah, you're just pipping it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Here, well, he's got to unlock it. He's got to unlock yeah, it. It's fine. Uh, so uh, just to explain, if this is your first time here or listening to the podcast, we always have secret quizzes here for no particular reason. Uh, right now we have a, a secret cypher quiz running. You just need to say the phrase... Actually, I love doing this multiple times. What was it? Cypher is the best X-Men. Oh, that's correct. Yes, that is the secret phrase to unlock it. I hope we... Do you actually believe that? Don't. No, you don't have a mic mic anymore, Pete. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's really weird. You can't actually talk on the mic and be an asshole about it. Uh, Okay, so here we go. The secret Cypher quiz in honor of Cypher has questions about Cypher, trivia questions, uh, but they're all in different languages that I'm very good at pronouncing. Okay, here we go. Uh, the first question is, quel est le vrai nom de Cypher? Uh, Douglas Ramsey. Ooh, that's correct. Yes, the question was, what is Cypher's real name in French? Uh, okay, here we go. Quien creo Cypher? Wait, is this French again? Uh, nope. I think it's Spanish. It just sounded French. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't have a good accent. Quien creo cipher? And I'm completely blanking. Ooh. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Do you know what the translation is? I know what the translation is, and I'm blanking on who created Okay. Do you want to save what the translation is, or do you want to save it to trick other people? Well, I think I just did say it. It's who created. Oh, right. Oh, okay, there we go. Yes, um, it is who created <laughs> Cypher. Okay. Who created Cypher? Kian Creo Cypher. Have to save that. All right. Okay. Well, we got up to the second question. Second question. Hey, to the second question. Nice Cypher job. Is. And just remember, once somebody You're finally, <laughs> once somebody finally does make it through the secret cipher quiz, of course, as we have established with all of our quizzes, a you'll have to complete challenge. a physical challenge. Now, yes. how many questions till the I'll physical tell you what, challenge? There's a lot of them. Really? Yeah. How many? Uh, do you want me to count? Them? Yes. Okay. Because uh, I only had a few, and you made fun of me. For you were like, that's way too many. Yeah. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight, nine, ten, and then the physical challenge. Wow. We're going to sit here for ten questions. questions and a physical challenge? Ten questions <laughs> and then a physical challenge. But wow. it's cumulative. They don't change every time. Oh, okay. So, uh, so yeah, right. eventually. Eventually. Ten weeks from now, maybe somebody will <laughs> fight me from... in one-on-one battle. Wow. Oh, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin what it is. <laughs> but it's pretty good. Uh, the, cool. Like, the uh, I, I sat down, like, but do we have any more questions from anybody? Any more questions about anything? No? All right. That's it for your audience questions. Yeah. All right, guys. Now we're going to move it to another trivia quiz with <laughs> Pete LePage. This is just a quiz show at this point. Yeah, we're just doing a quiz show. Uh, this is the part where we give back to you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics. Because if you had 25 bucks, you go to a comic book shop. Who would like 25 free dollars? A simple raising of the hand. Oh, man. Two hands went up at the same time. Oh, man, and you guys, I don't know. I mean, okay, all right. That was very nice of you, sir. Sir, you can come on up to, uh, to take the all right. quiz. Please stand over here. What is your name, sir? My name is Jarrett. Jarrett? Audience? Audience Jarrett. Okay, sir, uh, today's trivia is on topical comic news. Okay, I'm going to read you a question. Listen to all three possible answers. Get all three questions right. $25 yours. Okay. Question number one. In the latest issue of Wonder Woman, that would be Wonder Woman number 69, they go on an Amazon road trip. Grow up, people. Grow up. Um, <laughs> who is on the trip? It's Wonder Woman and blank. Is it A, Aphrodite, B, Giganta, or is it C, Michael Roker? So it's either A, or you could pick B. Uh, final answer, A. A is correct. Job. Road trip with Aphrodite. That's going to be a good time. All right, here we go. A new comic from Image drops on July 3rd called Sea of Stars about a space trucker. But who writes it? Is it A, Mark Millar, B, Jason Aaron? Ooh, that sounds cool. Or C, Kurt Russell? So it's either A, Mark Millar, or it's B, Jason Aaron. I'll lock in B. Jason B Aaron. is correct. I'm very excited to read that. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of July, on July 31st, we get the double-sized last issue of Paper Girls. I'm super sad. What issue is the last issue? Is it issue number 30? Issue number 40, or is it C, Daddy Issues? So it's either A, if you would like $25, or you could pick something else. That'll be A. A is correct. $25 free dollars. Woo! Oh, I see people talking. Do we know what the secret quiz is? We have Michael Roker, Kurt Russell, and Daddy Issues. Oh, my God. That's an easy Whoa. one. Uh, so just to mention, there's a secret sub-quiz that Pete runs on the quiz yeah. with the third answers of his questions. Uh, does anybody know what it is? Anybody know what it is? Uh, you, sir. Yes. What are the third answers? You're not going to win anything other than cred. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. You are correct, sir. You are you correct, sir. Yes. Yes. Good ref. You know, it's uh, it's just as hard on the inside 
of that quiz. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, look at you. You're already into it. I stumped you. I feel I feel very proud of that. Yeah. Stump, stump Kevin is the name of that quiz. Yes. <laughs> stump the Kev. This is that quiz. Uh, as we all know, tomorrow is new comic book day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they are nice enough to sponsor They're also the just a great comic book shop. It's a you wonderful know? shop. Yeah. It's just but also so... they sponsor our show. Yeah, they do, which yes. is great. Pete, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I'm looking forward to a couple of ones. Uh, first, Hulk Vereen's number three of three comes out. Yes. I'm excited to see how this wraps up. This title has been great. It's yeah. by Greg Pak, and it's taking Hulk, Wolverine, and Hulk Vereen, who's half Hulk and Hulk Wolverine, <laughs> pitting them all against each other. It's been super ridiculous, super fun, uh, much better than you'd think from the idea of the yeah. concept. Yeah. Uh, it's great. But Greg Pak, yeah. you know. He, Greg Pak can basically do no wrong. Exactly. Yeah. I think he's kind of a rock star, so. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. Agreed. So good. <laughs> He is uh, not only a funny human being, but an amazing writer. Yeah. Was there anything else? You said a couple of them. Oh, yeah. Black Panther, uh, number 11. I'm also very excited about that. Great. Yeah. Any particular reason? Uh, just it's a great book, and uh, we've been dealing with a lot of space stuff, so I'm, I'm excited to cool. see. What are the uh, characters in it, Pete? Okay, so there's, uh, there's, there's this panther. Yeah. And uh, he's black, you know. Yeah. And, uh, black then there's, Panther? Yep. Great. Yep, yep, and there's other Panthers in there as well. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to Ascender number one from Image Comics. is coming out. This is a sequel to Descender, the series by Jeff Lemire. Uh, that was a science fiction series. Ascender is technically a fantasy series. Looks absolutely fantastic. We're going to have a review of it on our Stack podcast that comes out of the Comic Book Club live feed, 9 a.m. Wednesday morning. So check that out as well as many other reviews there. James, what do you want to plug of yours again? Um, I guess just I am hexed too on Kickstarter right now. It's live, guys. It's live. It's happening. Cool. So. All right. Very cool. A couple of things we want to plug before we go. As you mentioned, we have this boys screening on May 2nd. You guys should all come to totally free. Free popcorn and soda. You're going to take uh, advantage of that, Pete? Oh, yeah. It's going to get nice. weird. And some prizes and trivia. <laughs> weird? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I don't want to see I'm that. Gonna, like. Yeah, it's going to get weird. But. Okay, uh, stay away. Uh, also, we do a Riverdale podcast called Riverdale After Dark that goes up every Wednesday after the show. About to wrap up its season, so that's pretty exciting. Also, we do a Cloak and Dagger podcast called Cloak and Jabber that goes up after every episode of that show. We have an American Gods podcast called American Godcast that we're going to get caught up to at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you want to plug, Pete? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. <laughs> also, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. We're on a bunch of different places that you can check out. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify we're on now. Radio Play, TuneIn, bunch of places. If you don't see an app... There's that one that's got box in the title too, right? Gas box? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there we go. Uh, if we are not on an app that you're on, let us know, and we will be on it. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank James for being on the show! Yeah, thank you! Yeah. Bootman Prime! Bootman Prime! But most of all, we want to thank you guys. We're every Tuesday night at 8 p.m., totally free. Please tell your friends, good night! Thanks, everybody. Thanks night, for coming thank out! You.